Chapter 9 of Mother Westwind House Stories by Thornton W. Burgess. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Adele Pinerolace. Chapter 9 How Mr. Weasel Was Made an Outcast. Chatterer the Red Squirrel peered down from the edge of an old nest built long ago in a big hemlock tree in the green forest, and if you could have looked into Chatterer's eyes, you would have seen there a great fear. He looked this way, he looked that way. Little by little the fear left him, and when at last he saw Peter Rabbit coming his way, he gave a little sigh of relief and ran down the tree. Peter saw him and headed straight toward him to pass the time of day. "'Peter,' whispered Chatterer, as soon as Peter was near enough to hear, "'have you seen Shadow the Weasel?' It was Peter's turn to look frightened, and he hastily glanced this way and that way. No, he replied. Is he anywhere about here? I saw him pass about five minutes ago, but he seemed to be in a hurry, and I guess he is gone now, returned Chatterer, still whispering. I hope so. My goodness, I hope so, exclaimed Peter, still looking this way and that way uneasily. I hate him, declared Chatterer fiercely. So do I, replied Peter. I guess everybody does. It must be dreadful to be hated by everybody. I don't believe he has got a single friend in the wide, wide world, not even among his own relatives. I wonder why it is he never tries to make any friends. Here comes Jimmy Skunk. Let's ask him. He ought to know, for he is Shadow's cousin, said Chatterer. Jimmy came ambling up in his usual lazy way, for you know he never hurries. It seemed to Chatterer and Peter that he was slower than usual, but he got there at last. "'Why is it, Jimmy Skunk, that your cousin, Shadow the Weasel, never tries to make any friends?' cried Chatterer as soon as Jimmy was near enough. "'I've never asked him, but I suppose it's because he doesn't want them,' replied Jimmy. "'But why?' asked Peter. "'I guess it's because he is an outcast,' replied Jimmy. "'What is an outcast?' demanded Peter." "'Why, somebody with whom nobody else will have anything to do,' replied Jimmy. "'I thought everybody knew that.' "'But how did it happen that he became an outcast in the first place?' persisted Peter. "'He's always been an outcast ever since he was born, and I suppose he is used to it,' declared Jimmy. "'His father was an outcast, and his grandfather, and his great-grandfathers, way back to the days when the world was young.' "'Tell us about it. Do tell us about it,' begged Peter.' Jimmy smiled good-naturedly. Well, seeing that I haven't anything else to do just now, I will. Perhaps you fellows may learn something from this story, said he. Then he settled himself comfortably with his back to an old stump and began. When old King Bear ruled in the forest long, long ago, and the great, great, ever-so-great-grandfathers of all of us and of everybody else lived in peace and happiness with each other, Slim, trim, spry Mr. Weasel lived with the rest. He was small, just as Shadow is now, and he looked just the same as Shadow does now. He was on the best of terms with all his neighbors, and no one had a word to say against him. In fact, he was rather liked and had quite as many friends as anybody. But all the time he had a mean disposition. He hid it from his neighbors, but he had it just the same. Now mean dispositions are easily hidden when everything is pleasant and there are no worries, and that is the way it was then. No one suspected anyone else of meanness, for with plenty to eat and nothing to worry about, there was no cause for meanness. 
With his mean disposition, Mr. Weasel was also very crafty. Being small and moving so swiftly, he was hard to keep track of. You know how it is with Shadow. Now you see him, and now you don't. Chatterer and Peter both nodded. They knew that it was because of this that he is called Shadow. Well, continued Jimmy, it didn't take him long to find that if he were careful, he could go where he pleased, and no one would be the wiser. They say that he used to practice dodging out of sight when he saw anyone coming, and after a while he got so that he could disappear right under the very noses of his neighbors. Being so slim, he could go where any of his four-footed neighbors could. And it wasn't long before he knew all about every hole and nook and corner anywhere around. There were no secrets that he didn't find out, and all the time no one suspected him. Of course, hard times came to Mr. Weasel at last, just as to everybody else, but they didn't worry him much. You see, he knew all about the secret hiding places in which some of his neighbors had stored away food, so when he was hungry, all he had to do was help himself. So Mr. Weasel became a thief, and still no one suspected him. Now one bad habit almost always leads to another. Mr. Weasel developed a great fondness for eggs. Our whole family has always had rather a weakness that way. Jimmy grinned, for he knew that Peter and Chatterer knew that he himself could never pass an egg when he found it. One day he found a nest in which were four little baby birds instead of the eggs he had been expecting to find there, and, having a mean disposition, he flew into a rage and killed those four little birds. Yes, sir, that's what he did. He found the taste of young birds very much to his liking, and he began to hunt for more. Then he discovered a nest of young mice, and he found these quite as good as young birds. Then came a great fear upon the little people, but not once did they suspect Mr. Weasel. He was very crafty and went and came among them just as always. They suspected only the larger and stronger people of the forest, who, because food was getting very scarce, had begun to hunt the smaller people. But you know wrongdoing is bound to be found out sooner or later. One day Mr. Rabbit surprised Mr. Weasel making a meal of young mice, and of course he hurried to tell all his neighbors. Then Mr. Weasel knew that it was no longer of use to pretend that he was what he was not, and he boldly joined the bigger animals in hunting the smaller ones. It makes most people angry to be caught in wrongdoing, and it was just that way with Mr. Weasel. He flew into a great rage and vowed that he would kill Mr. Rabbit, and when he couldn't catch Mr. Rabbit, he hunted others of his neighbors until there was no one, not even fierce Mr. Wolf or Mr. Panther or Mr. Lynx, of whom the littlest people were in such fear. You see, they could hide from the big hunters, but they couldn't hide from Mr. Weasel because he knew all their hiding places, and he was so slim and small that wherever they could go, he could go. Now the big people, like Mr. Wolf and Mr. Panther, killed only for food that they might live and when they found Mr. Weasel killing more than he could eat, they would have nothing to do with him, and even threatened to kill him if they caught him. So pretty soon Mr. Weasel found that he hadn't a friend in the world. This made him more savage than ever, and he hunted and killed just for the pleasure of it. He took pleasure in the fear which he read in the eyes of his neighbors when they saw him. Old Mother Nature was terribly shocked when she discovered what was going on, but she found that she could do nothing with Mr. Weasel, he wasn't sorry for what he had done, and he wouldn't promise to do better. Very well, 
said Old Mother Nature. From this time on you and your children and your children's children forever and ever shall be outcasts among the people of the green forest and the green meadows, hated by all, little and big. And it has been so to this day. Even I am not on speaking terms with Shadow, although he is my own cousin, concluded Jimmy Skunk. Peter Rabbit shuddered. Isn't it dreadful not to have a single friend? he exclaimed. I would rather have to run for my life twenty times a day than to be hated and feared and without a single friend. I wouldn't be an outcast for all the world. There's not the least bit of danger of that for you, Peter, laughed Jimmy Skunk. End of chapter 9 Recording by Delta Pinerolic